everybody. It's Allie, and welcome to our YNR chat for Sunday, November 27th. It was a short week of YNR this week. It's a holiday here in the U.S., and so um, it's actually I'm going to do a short YNR chat this week. Um, there was only three shows, but there was plenty of action still, so we, we still have plenty to talk about. Actually, this week, Kevin's conscience finally got the better of him, and he decided that he was going to confess everything to Chloe, which was such a hard, hard moment, because Kevin has been stuck in this horrible position for so long, and finally, now knowing that Billy is out on the loose, he had to tell Chloe the truth, and Chloe was pissed. She was pissed. At the fact that Kevin had kept this secret from her, the fact that Billy had been roaming around town this entire time and that she was none the wiser, and probably most justifiably, she was pissed that her daughter got caught in between one of, you know, in Vic, one of Victor's big grand plans uh, that ended up backfiring every way around. So I felt really bad for her because Chloe's been through so much within this past couple of months, and finally she had just reached this place where her life was starting to get back on track. Delia's cancer had gone into remission, Delia was coming back home, and now she was getting married and planning this wedding and just feeling like she had a nice little family going, and all of a sudden this news comes out. Kevin finally tells her the truth, and it just rocks her world. I felt terrible for her, but I feel terrible for Kevin, too, because although he did a, a bad thing, he lied to Chloe and he facilitated this lie, he was also forced into the position. It was literally between rock and a hard place. I mean, he was trying to do what he felt would ultimately benefit Delia uh, by going along with Victor's plan, but it, you know, it made him have to lie to Chloe. So this entire situation was forced on Kevin by Victor. And so I can't help but feel bad for him. And Chloe was, of course, at first telling him, just get out. I don't even want to look at you. You're a liar. You know, I mean, you've you've just rocked our little world. So she doesn't want to have anything to do with him. She kind of kicks him out, uh, but then has a conversation with Catherine later that convinces her that, you know what, even though Kevin may have made a mistake, his heart was in the right place. He was trying to do what he thought was best for her daughter, so Chloe has this change of heart. She runs off to Glowworm to find Kevin, and she just apologizes to him and gives him a big kiss, and now they're suddenly back on track. I, I guess that, wow, I mean, I guess we're moving full speed ahead with Kevin and Chloe, which I, I kind of just wasn't expecting. I still have always been half expecting for Chloe to turn around and <laughs> want to go back to Ronan. 
sooner or later, but that just does not seem to be where the storyline is heading. It seems like Chloe and Kevin uh, are serious. The relationship is back on. The wedding is back on. And it sounds like it's going to be a Christmas wedding coming within the next couple of weeks. So there's a little something to look forward to. I think we just might as well kind of get used to it. (laughs) Kevin and Chloe are definitely a couple and they're definitely trying to make it work. Uh, of course, um, if Angelina had anything to say about it, (laughs) they wouldn't be making it work. It was funny because the second that, uh, Kevin thought that Chloe had broken up with him, he goes to Glowworm and Angelina and Angelo were hanging out there and Angelina finds out that he and Chloe are on the rocks a little bit. And she's thrilled. She's just like, yay. (laughs) Hey, do you want to see some pictures I took of myself last night in my bikini? (laughs) Just so wrong. Just so, so wrong. She doesn't want to hear that Kevin is not available. And she just has this crush on him. She just has her sights set on him. And she wants to, she wants She wants him. She wants to do anything she can do to get him. And I think it's funny. Are you guys enjoying that? I mean, it's over the top, but it's just, I don't know. It's, it's entertaining to me. The way she walks, she does this little, like, I don't know, waddle, (laughs) this little high heeled waddle and her voice, which is so irritating. It's just, the whole thing is comedy to me. And Chloe, (laughs) (laughs) Chloe bursts into Glowworm, sees Angelina flirting with her man once again, and Chloe's like, are you deaf? I I told you, he's already taken. (laughs) It's just kind of fun to see the cat fight a little bit between these two ladies. And then the whole thing ended at Glowworm with a serenade by Angelina. She's been working with Devon for a couple of weeks trying to get her song together, and she was finally going to perform it at Glowworm on Thanksgiving, and she picks up the mic, opens up her mouth, and part of me thought, is it actually going to be improved? And then, no, it was like screeching nails on a chalkboard every time she opens her mouth. So the song is just horrible, but then you see see this shot of Angelo and he is just in a different world. This is the man who just loves his daughter. And when she opens her mouth to sing this off key train wreck of a song, he looks at her and all he sees is a singing angel. And so you just hear this overdub of her singing beautifully. So it starts out her singing horribly and transitions into beautifully as you're seeing her through Angelo's eyes. I thought that was a really, really fun little uh, scene. And like I said, I just, I'm enjoying Angelo and Angelina at Glowworm. I think that that's a fun little, um, you know, a little deterrent, you know, I mean, it's kind of a a side note storyline, but I think it's really fun. What do you guys think about it? Leave me a comment. Let me know. So this was the week of big revelations, I suppose, because uh, just like Kevin, Billy decides that he can no longer keep the truth. He has had this semi-reunion with Victoria in New York, and he finally realizes that he just has to tell her the whole truth. He's been holding enough lies in. So he just blurts it out, lets her know that the reason that he was not in Genoa City these past few, or, or the reason why he was in Genoa City and not contacting her for the past few weeks was because Victor was holding him hostage. And in fact, he did 
didn't really even tell that to her. He sort of gave her a look, like, that implied that he was not, that there was a reason, like, he had made a deal to not see Victoria in exchange for being able to provide the bone marrow. And Victoria guessed it. She realized right away by the look on Billy's face and her past history with her father that it was Victor. And what was worse, just the look on Victoria's face when all of this started to be revealed was just sheer horror. And not only is she realizing that her father did this horrible thing, but that he was pretending to support her the entire time. He was right there acting like he was there for her and bringing her flowers and just being there to listen. And that whole time he had Billy cooped up. And I think that was almost the bigger betrayal. He did it. Yes, that was terrible. But in a way, you almost kind of expect that kind of crap from Victor at this point. But the fact that he made her believe that he was an ally, that's what really stings. I think. So Victoria is feeling betrayed on like every single level. But there was also this moment between Billy and Victoria where I kind of realized something that I had forgotten because Victoria's like, hey, Billy, it, even if my father was holding you hostage, why would you not just bust out and come to me? Why? You could have told me any of this. I would have helped you. Why did you not why did you still avoid me? And that's a question that I've been struggling with for weeks. Like, I just feel that if Billy wanted to get away, he could have. If he really wanted to be back with Victoria, he could have. He had opportunities to email her back. Why didn't he? And the part that I forgot that Billy kind of reminded Victoria of was that he felt betrayed by the fact that Victoria had moved on with Sam. First of all, Victor was feeding him this garbage that they were together and in love. And then Victor made that, or I'm sorry, Billy made that trip over to the house. He saw Sam carrying Victoria up the stairs and they have a dog together. So I, I, that, I don't know, that part, that facet of the storyline wasn't reinforced as much for me. I kind of forgot that, that Billy is, you know, holding on to this feeling that Victoria had moved on and probably that she had a right to. He left her. So I don't, you know, I don't know. Maybe betrayed was the wrong word uh, because he left her. No question about it. He ran out on her. But I think that he was just feeling so unworthy of her on so many levels and thinking that she had moved on and probably not wanting to interfere with some sort of good life that she was trying to build. So I thought that was an interesting, you know, just a little interesting scene between the two of them. They both decide that they're going to head back to Genoa City. They hop on the plane and they're still kind of talking through this entire ordeal that they've both been through. And of course, Victoria is on a beeline back to GC so that she can tear into Victor. That's, I think, number one on her priority list. But there's this little moment between them where Billy just says, you know, maybe you should take it easy on Victor. And I was, I'm thinking, what? Take it easy on Victor? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, this man has made your life a living hell, and now you're trying to convince Victoria to, uh, you know, maybe bury the hatchet. And you know, Victoria realizes right away that 
clearly Victor still has something more over him. I mean, we've had the revelation about the drugs and his involvement, that he's been set up with the drugs, but there's still this other issue of the woman, this mystery woman who's still floating around Myanmar or in the area or something, and Victor clearly knows exactly what happened between them and is still holding that over Billy's head. Well, as soon as Victoria realizes that that's the reason why he's trying to tell her to go soft on Victor, she says, come on, out with it. If there's something else you're not telling me, tell me now. It's better to just tell me. And Billy just sneaks out this this revelation about there was this girl that he met on a beach. And he didn't get a whole lot else out. Victoria just heard there was a girl on a beach and she stopped him from talking. And I think that the implication, I guess, was that he had sex with her or that he somehow had some kind of romantic involvement with her. And as soon as Victoria picks up on the fact that there was another woman, she just asks him, wait, 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 wait. She stops him. Just tell me, are you in love with her? And Billy's like, no, no, no. And she says, no, you know what? That's that's all I need to know. I just need to know that you're not in love with her. Anything else we can deal with. Which is so... <sighs> immature of Victoria. I, I, I just, I feel like Victoria is standing there listening to Billy, talking to Billy, but she's got her fingers in her ears. And she's like, la, 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 la. I don't want to hear it. La, 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 la. If you were with another woman, but it's okay. Just tell me you don't love her and it's fine. I don't want to think about it. And that feels immature. I mean, is that all that really matters? I, I just, I feel that Victoria is coming off real weak in this scenario, I am surprised that she has forgiven Billy as easily as she has. I mean, it's literally becoming like, whatever you say, Billy, just take me back. Let's just get back together. I don't want to live without you. And I'm sorry, but if Billy cheated on her, that's bad news. And she says that they can get past it, but can you ever really get past infidelity? If that's indeed what it was. I mean, I don't know. There could have been something, it, I mean, it could have been something else. Could have been something non-sex related. But just the fact that Billy, or I'm sorry, that Victoria has got her fingers in her ears where this is concerned, I it, it makes me think that she's coming off as weak. And I wonder what that means for the future of Billy and Victoria, because I personally have very little faith in Billy at this point. To me, he is coming off as someone who is just a screw-up, and Victoria is coming off as just someone who doesn't want to hear the truth. She wants to live in her own little fantasy world, and like, I don't know, there was this moment between them when they're on the train, and Victoria is dressed in this really nice, tight, kind of fall-colored, um, you know, business casual attire. Billy's got on this flannel shirt and probably some jeans. And there's just this moment of seeing both of them where I felt like, is he using her? I mean, I don't know. 
know. And in, in, in reality, I just wonder if it just seems like one of those relationships of convenience where she lets him get away with whatever it is he's going to get away with. And she just puts up with it so that she can have the husband and so that she can have the house and the dog and the family and all that. I could be totally wrong. I'm not saying that that's 100% what's going on there, but I just had that feeling about those two. They're cute. They have passion together. There's quirky little moments between them, but part of me wonders how deep this relationship really runs still. I'm still wondering that. So I don't know. And I, I do believe that Billy loves his daughter, but... It, it, I'm still kind of with Chloe on this. Oh, it's fine. You know, Billy can run away. He can do whatever he's going to do and screw up and he can come back and everybody can just forgive him because he's Billy. Aw, shucks. And it just, that kind of behavior just doesn't fly with me. I don't like irresponsibility in my own life and the people that I surround myself with. So seeing that from him, I'm just annoyed with Billy this week, obviously. I'm annoyed with Billy this week. bursts in in on on the Thanksgiving dinner at the Chancellor Mansion to see his daughter. He literally I think bursts right through the front the front door, shows everybody that he's still alive, rushes to Delia, gives her a big hug. They have this reunion, you know, he's telling her how much he loves her, and it was sweet. It was good. And Jill's in the background and She's standing there and, you know, so happy to see her son, but something about it just still sat weird with me, just still sat wrong with me that, you know, people were asking questions and he's like, you know, I'm going to give you some basic answers, but I'm not going to give you the full story. You can tell that he's just still hiding something and it just, it's all playing into my irritability (laughs) with Billy this week. But meanwhile, as Billy's having this reunion with his daughter, Victor's there. Victor's at Catherine's house. He sees both Victoria and Billy walk in the door and he just stands there on bothered. You can't even tell a change on his face. Victor had to know that that was coming. He let Billy go. It wasn't some big surprise for him. So he knew they were coming back, that they were that, that they were reuniting, and that Victoria was going to be up in his face any minute now. So before he could really get caught, he snuck out of the Chancellor gathering, goes back to the ranch, and as soon as Billy and Victoria get done at the Chancellor house, Victoria is, she's going to go visit Victor. She's going to go find him, she's going to confront him, and it isn't going to be pretty. So she runs right over to the ranch and tells her father exactly what she thinks about him, that he doesn't understand love, he doesn't understand her relationship with him, that she loves Billy, and Victor doesn't understand what it means to stick by someone no matter what. And Victor's just trying to defend himself. And it's, I know you're going to hate me for this, but I, I hate what Victor did with Billy. I think it was ridiculous that he was holding him hostage. But for some reason this week, I'm feeling like, (sighs) (sighs) I kind of understood Victor's point of view. When I saw how almost manipulated Victoria seemed to be by Billy. I felt like Victor 
was correct. His methods totally disagreed with. He needs to stay out of of their of his children's lives and let them make their own mistakes. But I sort of kind of agreed with him that Billy is someone who is probably going to continue to hurt Victoria over and over. She does have this blind spot where he's concerned and she just she threw she decided to resign from Newman Enterprises, which is no big shock, obviously. Her and her father's relationship is so up and down. It's it's constantly. I mean, I was surprised you. She, Victoria kind of pisses me. I'm I'm a little pissed at both Victoria and Billy this week, to be honest, because she should never have gone back to vi- work for Victor in the first place. She was the one that headed up that lawsuit against him, and then as soon as Victor wagged a little job in front of her face, she goes right back to daddy. And then this, and the second that things go the way they always go, which is Victor controlling things, she turns around and quits again. And it's, I don't, I, when is she going to learn? I, I just, I have a hard time understanding her at this point. She needs to get a backbone. Victoria has no spine right now. I have a feeling that no one is going to agree with me on this. <laughs> it's just the way I feel, though. It's just the way I feel. But I'm by no means trying to let Victor off the hook at all. Victor also did a bad thing. And I think <laughs> that within the next week, we're going to be seeing Victor get a little bit of comeuppance. So Patty, a.k.a. Myrna, Genevieve's housekeeper, makes a private little Thanksgiving dinner for Genevieve and Jack, and she drugs the meal. (laughs) So that Genevieve and Jack get very, very sleepy, fall asleep on the couch, and then Patty can whip off her veil and snuggle up with Jack while they're both passed out. It was so... It was funny, but also so pathetic. And I, again, I have to say, I love Stacey Haddock. She is so compelling. I love watching her. I love her voice. I love her creepy eyes. She is so interesting to me. And <clears throat> this week, I'm warming up a little bit on the Patty storyline. I was not expecting to like it. When she first came back, I'm like, ugh, really? More Patty? Seriously, are we doing this again? But... This week I found it a little more entertaining. Just her on the couch snuggled up to Jack as he's passed out. <laughs> it was sort of funny. But she she's funny and then like 10 seconds later she switches to creepy. And I like that about her. She just has this light switch that's so quick and it just goes from like nice to bad. Not even nice in seconds. So as Genevieve and Jack are passed out on the couch, Patty calls Adam over to the house because she wants his help in trying to get Jack back. But Adam doesn't want to have anything to do with her. He's trying to just convince her to leave town. And there becomes this real obvious argument between the two of them. It's it's one bad character versus another bad character. They're both conniving and pathological in their own ways. And it's it's Adam versus Patty, and that also is very interesting. So 
Patty tells Adam that she's gonna leave town, fine, whatever, you win, but Adam doesn't believe her. He knows Patty has something up her sleeve. She actually goes to Newman Enterprises and decides to plant a little bit of evidence in Adam's desk. She's been threatening him for at least the past week or two that if he doesn't help her with her plan, she's going to go to the police and tell them everything that he had to do with Diane Jenkins' murder. And finally, it reached a boil this week and she goes and plants this little case in Adam's desk. Well, unbeknownst to us and not revealed until later, Adam is at work that day and he finds this evidence in his desk, snatches it up and decides that he's going to pull an old switcheroo and instead plants it in Victor's office. So there's this little case that contains a needle and a vial which is, I guess, supposed to be the murder weapon? I'm I'm guessing either the needle in the vial implies that there was draw, blood drawn from Diane or that whatever was in the vial was some sort of poison to kill Diane. I'm not exactly sure. I'm sure it will be revealed next week, but right now I'm not exactly sure about the needle in the vial. But the point is, Patty, or Adam one-upped Patty, so she's like, oh, great, grit. And Victor now has this evidence planted on him. Of course, the cops show up, Ronan shows up, because Patty called them, hoping that it was going to trip up Adam and get him arrested. But instead... Ronan finds the evidence in Victor's office, and Victor is going to be under arrest. So everything I think that he did in the Billy's scenario is, it's almost just karma coming back to get him. He is going to be in deep, deep trouble. I don't know how he's going to get out of it. Probably the missing element here is a little blonde angel pony. (laughs) with red pump heels, (laughs) a red dress, and a gorgeous fur coat named Nikki Newman. She has floated back, descended from the sky, floated back onto the scene in Genoa City. Nikki is back, and I am so, so happy. We saw that short scene a couple weeks ago that she had gone to London for something, which has got to have to do with the Diane Jenkins murder. She plays a role in that somehow. I don't know exactly how, but I have a feeling that whereas it's always been Victor in the situation where he's rescuing Nikki lately, I have a very strong feeling that Victor's ass is going to be sitting in jail, and this time it's going to be Nikki that saves him. Harmony is back in town this week, and she is not getting welcomed with open arms by anybody. The Winters family ran into her at Crimson Lights, and it was Olivia and Sophia and Devon and Neil, and they were all throwing shade at her. It was not pretty. They're just little jabs, little pokes, treating Harmony like she's trash. And I, you know, I can't blame them for being suspicious of her. 
There was a little moment where Neil thought he saw her engaged in a drug deal outside of Crimson Lights, and he's like, up your old tricks again, Harmony. And she wasn't doing that. She is someone who is in recovery, and and I think that she's very patient with people who are thinking the worst of her because she knows that she's done some really bad things but she is trying to keep her life on track and again I don't blame them for being suspicious of her if it were some random actress playing this role I don't think I would be as understanding but I am so into this actress she is so real to me and I cannot help but identify I did not like the character of Yolanda before when she was a crackhead, obviously. But this actress brings depth to Harmony. She's playing it so strong and yet so vulnerable all at the same time. And it's really, really working for me. I hope that you guys are liking her too because I, I just think she's she's fascinating. She's hanging out at the Chancellor Mansion and sticking out like a sore thumb, but Catherine's, whether or not she has ulterior motives, she is trying to help her and help her fit in and help her stay on the road to recovery. Catherine is also a recovering addict in her own way, so these two have that in common. So it is, they're an interesting little pair. I think Harmony is a very interesting character, and I really, really do look forward to seeing her in more scenes. Now, we did have a winter's Thanksgiving this week, which I thought was was fun. Um, right before the family arrived, there was this scene with Neil and Sophia, and Sophia sits down on the couch with Neil and says, you know, I... I really think I'm going to accept your proposal. You mentioned last week about getting married, and I think, yeah, I think we should get married. And the camera pans over to Neil's face. And please forgive my language here, you guys. If there are children in the room, just pause this right now. But <laughs> Neil had this, when Sophia said she wanted to marry him, that she was taking him up on his offer, Neil had this look on his face that just said, oh, shit. <laughs> like, he made the offer, but maybe totally didn't want her to accept. Or maybe that he made the offer and wasn't expecting her to accept. Or he felt like he had to make the offer, but was hoping she didn't say yes. And it was so, like, there was a couple of times where, also at the Thanksgiving meal, Sophia announces, like, a happy bride-to-be to Neil and, or to Lily and Devon that they're getting married. And Neil still has this look on his face like, I've made a huge mistake. You know, just it was something in his face. I don't know. Maybe it's just typical cold feet. Or is it something more? Is he not in love with Sophia? Because even Lily and Devon had to sit him down and say, are you sure you want to do this? You know, you can raise Moses without mar being married to his mother. And I, I kind of am falling on the camp of maybe Neil and Sophia need to get to know each other a little better. They've had a long road. It has been a year 
since they remember i mean the, with the little gravy incident last year at thanksgiving i mean it's been a year since they've even known each other and just a couple months later or a few weeks later they slept with each other and conceived moses and it's been a long rocky road i mean malcolm's only been out of the picture for a you know in why in our time a couple probably a week or so at most so part of me is is on the side of lily and devon thinking neil just needs to cool his jets and maybe have a long engagement or something I don't want Sophia to get hurt because I look at her face holding that little baby and she breaks my heart. I love Sophia so much. I really do. She's grown on me so much. Um, And I I don't want her to get hurt either, but I want them to be getting married for the right reasons. (sighs) And, and, you know, a baby is a good reason, but if you don't, if you know, if you're not in love then it's not the right reason. Even though that that kid, that Moses, the baby they had playing Moses, is a damn cute baby. I could not keep... I was I was giggling along looking at the screen with that little, little pumpkin. He just was so, so cute. I just wanted to eat him up. <laughs> I think they make a really cute, cute family, but I don't know. Do they have to be married in order to be that family? Finally, this week, there was a little scene between Phyllis and Avery that was very, very significant. Phyllis was being forced to bring uh, Lucy to the jail to see Daisy, and Avery arrived at the jail at the same time to visit Daisy, and there was a lockdown in the prison that forced Phyllis and Avery to stay in the same room together, and they were kind of forced into having a conversation after everything that these two sisters have been through and their complete lack of being able to communicate with each other without, well, for Phyllis's part, without screaming, and for Avery's part, without sleeping with someone. They just, they have not been able to come together and talk it out the way they should have from the very beginning. And finally, they did. It was very significant. Phyllis talks to Avery and tries to explain to her that her leaving the family, leaving town, leaving the uh, leaving Avery with her mother and the father who was being in had been carted off to jail for this fraud charge um uh, or for uh, I guess you know the father stole some money he's a thief in some way and Phyllis left the family and she's trying to explain to Avery that it wasn't about hurting the family it was the family that pushed her away it, it seems that the situation was that Avery just got kind of stuck in the middle and and because Phyllis decided to pull herself out like whatever went down with the father we've already kind of discussed this something went down with the father where he stole some money from some people and it completely divided the family Uh, the mother believed in the father's innocence and Avery was looking up to her mother I think and decided to take the family line and try to believe that the father was innocent but Phyllis is older she realizes that it's crap and that the you know the father's shady she's probably known it for a long time and so Phyllis feels like the outsider and she she dodges she just gets out of town but she's trying to tell Avery that it Look, it wasn't about you. I was being pushed out because I was the one that didn't believe uh, that the father was innocent. Phyllis believed that the father was guilty the entire time. So she just got out and she left. And yes, she probably should have tried to keep in touch with the sister, but you know, with Avery. But obviously there was just some in general bad blood there. But the interesting point that Phyllis made to Avery 
which I thought was uh, just, it was the breakthrough moment. Phyllis says to Avery, you know, you're an attorney and dad's in jail. Why haven't you tried to get him off? You know, Avery's someone who's committed her life to trying to get innocent people out of prison, but yet she's never touched the case with the father. And finally, Avery breaks down and confesses that she knows deep down that he's guilty too. So that was a, a real break in Avery's facade. She's always trying to put together or put forward this strong... Uh, together, I believe in the innocent type of persona. And this was, these were showing the first cracks in that, that she knew that the father was guilty and maybe that she just resented Phyllis for being able to get out. And it was a real, real great moment between the two sisters. I guess in some ways I'm wondering, eh, is it a breakthrough moment? For the sisters, or is it just a short break before the battle resumes? Okay, well, those are my thoughts for this week. Three whole shows, but still a good amount of action, and I'm curious to know what you guys are thinking about the show this week. Please leave me a comment. Let me know what you think about the storylines, how your Thanksgiving was, and um, just in general, what, what you think about me, what you, what, whatever, anything you want to tell me, uh, please just leave me a comment and let me know. I'll be looking forward to, to reading those and responding to you, and I will definitely be watching next week uh, for a full week. I'm really looking forward to seeing Nikki again. That's going to be my big tuning in excitement moment. Like, that's what I'm tuning in for next week is Nikki, give it to me. <laughs> But I'll be thinking of all you guys the uh, the whole week, and I'll be looking forward to chatting with you again next time. So, everyone, have an awesome week. I love you so much, and we'll see you again later. All right, guys. Bye.